Hey everyone, you are listening to a free preview of Lucha Classica Podcast Episode 10. We go back to the first two weeks of May 1992 as there was a lot of news going on in Lucha Libre during that time period. In Lucha Classica Episode 7, Dr. Lucha and I discussed the formation of AAA. And in Lucha Classica Episode 8, Kurt and I covered an issue of Boxy Lucha that covered not only AAA being formed, but what was going on in CMLL and UWA at the same time. This show, I'm joined by Kurt Brown and Steve Dr. Lucha Sims, and we look back at what was going on in Los Angeles and in Tijuana with Benjamin Mora's WWA promotion working together with Atsushi Onita and his FMW promotion. We look back at the two shows and the trio's main event that featured Onita, Tarzan Goto, Hijo del Santo versus Horace Boulder, Tim Patterson, and Negro Casas. We also look back at Kurt, wrestling as Vandal Drummond in Los Angeles and winning a Mask vs. Hair match against the Gemini Kid. You can get all this by signing up at patreon.com slash luchaworld at just the $3 reward option. In this preview, you'll hear a bit about how the FMWWWA shows came about. So again, thanks to everyone for your support and enjoy. Los Santo were very close and Santo always felt that, that, you know, even though he, he was a, um, you know, really hot from 85 to 89, mm-hmm. that Mora paid and treated him better and flew him instead of making him take buses or, 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 or drive cars between shows and in, in different parts of Northern Mexico. And, and, uh, Santo was in such demand that it was, 
relatively easy for for um, Mora to get dates on him. Santo had seen how much money that the UWF guys in 1990 from uh, 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 in, in conjunction with Asai and Amada, which I believe Kurt, you were at those shows, weren't you? And which one, I'm sorry, which show? The June the June 1990 Lucha shows in Japan when they started that that yes. promotion. Yes, I was there. In fact, <laughs> that was a trip because. Uh, the first night we went to one of the Lucha shows, there was Asai uh, stretching in, in the ring before, you know, the arena was really open. And he looks over at me and says, oh, Tijuana. He's, he'd seen me in Tijuana <laughs> like six months earlier. And then uh-huh. I I'd, I'd just like, I think two nights later, FMW had its offices uh, in y- Wally Yamaguchi's house. And we walk in, and there's Onita, and Onita just looks at me and goes, Tijuana, because <laughs> that's where Dave and I had the famous uh, uh, sweater pictures taken with Onita. Yes, so Steve, you were saying Hijo uh, Santo was the the go between in this. What, what, he, what, yes, what, he 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 was. He had he had been, um, and but Santo was very powerful. Mora had had um, contacts with some of the WWA guys. If you if you know the backstory of Anita, before he started FMW in '89, he worked for Baba. Yes. And Baba helped in Anita's mind. Baba held him down and only let him wrestle junior matches with people like Masafuchi and stuff like that. And so to get over in Mex for all Japan, he tried to be their version of the high flyer guy. Um, and then later in in the eighties, when um, Misawa became Tiger Mask, obviously Misawa was much better at, at being a junior heavyweight wrestler than Onita was. So Onita left the promotion, and he decided in eighty nine he would come back and would provide something that was different from all Japan and New Japan. And so what it was was the sort of matches he had seen in Mexico that UWA ran, UWA or well, technically, it was LLI, but UWA was a promotion owned by Francisco Flores that used Benjamin Mora as its promoter in northern and especially northwest Mexico. And though they had a lot of really good technical matches, they also, much more than EMLL, had a lot of blood and, and barbed wire and cage matches and stuff like that. And just in the back of his, that, in his mind, Anita had planted those things. Santos says, well, you know, if if you ever come back to Mexico, contact me and I can put you on a card and we'll you'll have your matches and I'll do my matches and we'll give give fans something different that um, they would they wouldn't normally see. Well, and I'm down to the last two sentences. Um, Francisco Flores died in '87, and if you'll notice, after '87, Hijo Dos Santos' appearances in Tijuana and Northwest Mexico declined greatly because Mora went through some money troubles. He had, was spending on a very large salary because as long as UWA was going great guns, he had a certain amount of income. And when when Flores died and his, his nephew took over, the money tended to dry up a little bit. It wasn't as much. Mm. And he got, he got behind on bills and he couldn't bring in Santo as often and stuff like that. So so um, Onita looking to... to um, um, make a name for himself in the Japanese magazines and stand out, contacted, I think it was Santo, not Mora, and said, you know, I, I'd be interested in coming in and working just just myself on shows in in 92 for, for, for you guys. And one thing led to another, and he decided to spring 
all of FMW in there and do a promotion versus promotion feud and then give all the FMW guys free vacations because they could write off their entire, they just worked one night in Mexico and one night in the U.S. And then they hung around for a while in Southern California and Tijuana and, and stayed for vacation for a while, and some of them. And they got a free, free vacation because that's the way the tax code worked back then. 